It could be worse. It could be the Indy 11 uh, corn cob kit. It could be some of the kits that Las Vegas have had. So oh. it's not that bad. It's not the greatest, but it's not that bad. It'll I always be worse. The, I would wear that corn cob kit. I swear to you, I would identify if I lived in Indiana, I would so wear a corn cob kit. Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and today we have a full house here. But as usual, I'd like to introduce a special guest first, and then we'll move on to our uh, co-hosts here. But uh, we got John Crawford in the house here. You guys have heard him in the past. So, John, how's it going, man? Welcome back. Hey, it's going great. Uh, glad to hear us uh, getting, this, getting this rolling. New season coming. You know... Yeah. John, I got to give you props for like sticking it in the um, chat. Our chat is like, aren't you guys going to be doing a podcast? It's like, you know what, dude? You said you got to be on it now. You pushed it. You're on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but basically read our minds, right? Because we had it already planned out and uh, we had the time for recording. So, uh, yeah, that uh, worked out pretty well. Well, Y'all heard her here already, Sharon. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good. I'm feeling like um, my cat did earlier when he ran across the backyard when the wind was going because his tail was going 90 miles an hour. And after watching today's open training session, I've got that same feeling. Got a little wind under the tail. Feel like, you know, things are things are rolling. And yeah, so all is good. Everything is happy here for now. No, just the usual. Uh, everyone's uh, complaining about storms and everything, and yet here we are sitting in 70-degree Arizona. Shut up. <laughs> Believe me, how about that storm? You, you get that storm over here. <laughs> but, but no, other than that, doing excellent. Just uh, waiting for the season to start. Just uh, soaking up some of the uh, USL news, especially US Open Cup news. Uh, some developments earlier today. We'll definitely go into detail about that later on. All right. Uh, now, Louise, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing good. Really happy that the storm's gone, at least for now. And just as we were talking offline, uh, I hope that we don't get any rain on the match on the second or on the ninth. But at least if it's got a rain, then I guess let it be on the second, but not for the home opener, right? Last thing we need is a a rainy start to the, the season opener there. But yeah, we have a lot to talk about today. Lots of interesting news here. A few updates, as y'all have heard here. but. We're going to be talking about the open training, which Sharon got the chance to go to, and other people who are also season members. The club opened it up. It was a limited space, but I'm glad that they did that, and we hope that they actually invite more members in the future and allow all the people that couldn't go, like myself and my girlfriend, to get a good opportunity to go, but uh, we'll be discussing that here first. Also, we got some new players to talk about. We got some new kits that were released, and there's been a little back and forth discussion on that. And so really looking forward to hearing what all of our thoughts are on, on these new jerseys. And then as Jared mentioned, there's been some Open Cup development literally in like the last hour or two, which thankfully actually <laughs> happened before we were recording. So we wouldn't be talking about what could happen on that note. And also, since we got John, uh, we'll be uh, hearing more about how our Sibling team, Huddersfield Town, is doing. What's the status on them? What are they looking like on the standings? What's their next match also like? So let's go ahead and get started. Word on the street is that Sharon has a new introduction for 
Golos of gratitude, as she promised in the last episode. So, Sharon, let's hear it. Hey, everybody. It's time for Golazes of Gratitude, where we take a minute and sound off our gratitude for something that's happened in our lives or something about soccer. It's an open field. Golazes of Gratitude. Here we go. And I will go ahead and kick off tonight's Golazes of Gratitude. Well, it is nighttime here. However, by the time you listen to this, it might not be. Um, I've got a few. So everybody knows uh, Mike and Chris McAnich, but Chris hosted Ladies Game Night, and to which all of uh, many of our, um, well, a handful, I should just say, uh, showed up, uh, Sac Republic fans, the, those of us that have met each other through the, the squad, and thank you, squad, for having us become friends. We had a ball, and there was so much laughter, and Jane was there, Tina was there, just, I, Rosa was there, it was just a blast. Of course, Chris, her mom. To make a long story short, I wouldn't have missed it, and I'm glad I didn't miss it. Chris made a taco bar. We brought food. It was great. It was fun. It was game night. I'd never played Taboo before, but I just got to give a shout out to Chris for hosting Ladies Game Night. Moving on, I'd also want to send a massive galaz of gratitude to Sammy, who's been an account rep manager person, you know, that works with all of the season ticket holders. She's headed to work on her master's in her field, uh, which I believe is kinesiology, if I'm not mistaken. I give her massive props. Her last day is this Friday, the 23rd, and she has just been fabulous. She has been an incredible rep account manager person. She's just been such a good hostess or host for everything. She's just phenomenal. Really want to thank her. Want to also thank Sac Republic for hosting the open training session and I, I think the reason why they limited the attendance is they had just so many donuts. And, you know, when you have just so many donuts, you don't want anyone to go without. However, they had a ton of donuts left over at the end. So I bet a bunch of people didn't show up because of the rain. It did rain. But no, it has nothing to do with donuts. I think they just wanted to manage the crowd size. And then, you know, a special one for for Tina Carlson, who showed up today and made me laugh along with Ryan and Alicia Strange. It, you know, those sorts of interactions just make it real special. I have more, but we'll talk about that when we get to the player news open training session. Thank you so much for listening to this. Jared, what are your GGs? All right, well, I got a few here, uh, not necessarily uh, totally on the soccer pitch, but just uh, some glasses of gratitude. First of all, Glasses of gratitude goes out to Governor Katie Hobbs here in Arizona for getting my tax refund done quickly. Uncle Sam, I'm still looking at you. You better have it, have my money here Wednesday or Thursday. But aside from that, I do also want to give Glasses of gratitude out to the club for uh, releasing the, the kit. Like we mentioned, we're going to discuss some things about it, both positive and kind of the positive. So we'll, we'll get into that as well. And also... One other glass of gratitude I, I have out is for this IT recruiter who uh, thankfully is got me set up for doing a temporary job, you know, with the state of Arizona. So I know it's temporary, but anything, any ship in the harbor, as they say. So definitely grateful for that. I may have a couple others as well. But right now, it's just uh, not quite at the top of my head, but you know, we'll be sure to revisit that just in case if it comes up. Luis, what do you got? Okay, so my first one is non-soccer related as well, but 
Yesterday, I had the chance to attend a hike organized by the 209 Hikes group on Facebook, which if you all want to check out some really awesome hikes and uh, be a part of a group that enjoys going hiking and different levels from beginner to uh, advanced, definitely check out their group. But shout out to uh, Lakeisha, Charles, and Travion. They were really awesome. Guided us all the way through the trail. Me and my girlfriend went and they actually gave us some snacks as well, along with the about 20 others that also went. So uh, great people. So go check them out on Facebook if you haven't yet and uh, get to know more. They, they don't just do hikes in the 209. They do hikes all over the place from the Bay Area to uh, different places in the Central Valley. So check them out. Also another one out to the team for actually releasing the kits early this year. <laughs> I know other years they've maybe released one kit and they've, they've had us wait for an away kit. And we're over here like, wondering like okay what what is it going to look like so the fact that they actually released two kits that uh, it seems like they already have them for sale is a great sign we don't have to wait too long to actually be able to buy any of the kits so shout out to them for doing that and also for doing the training so early on in the season that's really great i know last year i think they also invited season members at some point i don't think it was at the beginning of the season you can correct me if that's wrong Sharon, but I think this year they kind of thought, let's start it early. And hopefully, again, it's something they, they keep doing over and over again. So that's what I got. What about you, John? Well, most of mine are going to be soccer related. But one, I'd like to thank Kevin Nagel for hiring his manager at in Huddersfield so that now maybe he, he can turn his attention to the Republic, you know, get, get himself geared up for opening day. I think, you know, it's been a pretty good choice, I think. So we, we'll talk about that later. But the other one that I just wanted to, you know, shout out is the Galt Boys High School soccer uh, team, which is in the finals of the Division Four tomorrow night at, or Tuesday night at Kasumnes. They've got the number one scorer in the nation on the team and, it, it, it'll be kind of an interesting match. They're going against Natomas. So, so see if they can bring home a, you know, sack Joaquin championship. That sounds fabulous, John. You know, are you going to be coming up for that? I think so. I, I, I know, I know my uh, fiance's son's going to, I haven't decided whether or not I can get there or not. And how far away is retirement for you? Uh, what is it? 19 uh, work days? I am so excited. That's another glossa of gratitude. 19 work days, which, you know, when you parse it out, you know, how many weeks that is, that's, you know, throw in a couple of Saturday, Sunday kind of things. And it's like right as the season starts, it, roughly there, you're going to, you're going to be enjoying all the fruits of your labor, dude. I, day, day before. I am so, we need we we got to get down for this. We get we got to throw <laughs> a big fat tailgate for you. At least maybe not a tailgate, but you know, let me see if I can slip you a 2023 drink coupon. <laughs> <laughs> I never used all my drink coupons. You guys, I look back on those little tiny tabs that they used to give us, you know, with the wristband, the plastic wristband. I have I didn't drink. I mean, it looks like I'm always drinking, but I'm not because <laughs> I looked at all the drink coupons, you know. And I just had a ton of those little tabs. I had a ton of coupons. It, it's whatever. So, you know, anyhow. Don't feel 
don't feel bad. There's been a couple I've left on the table, so to speak, as well. But then again, you know, I kind of do my drinking at, at the uh, TBB tailgate as well. So there's that. Yeah, I know. And see, I don't, I don't drink at the tailgate really. You know, I wait till I get inside because I know I'm going to get the two free, and then I usually only drink one, and then I have, anyhow, if I even drink. So there's that. John, I'm excited for you. That's what this whole oh, thing is about. That was a roundabout way. <laughs> <laughs> John's not counting at all. Not not one bit. He's not keeping well, track of it. <laughs> well, fr- Friday Friday was my 20th anniversary at the company I'm at. So. Oh my god! Nice, dude. Did and they? We, par- did you party? Did Did they party with you? Oh heavens no! Okay. There's no. There's nobody left. Oh. <laughs> they're, they're all. They're all the new people. Oh right, and new people have no concept of you know. Yeah, sorry, Louise. You're young, but you, you have no concept of what it looks like when you've put in your time and you, your years in service should be celebrated. I remember it took forever to get my 25-year pin from the state. And then by the time, it wasn't really, I don't know if it was a pin or what they gave me, but it was kind of like it was anticlimactic. And nobody cared, you know, except for me. Yeah, it's amazing, I mean, though. To all my generation, they should all still celebrate anyone who's retiring. Because if you want to be celebrated... It's- you yourself, when you get to that age, then you got to lead by example, right? So, Dude, <laughs> so I, I want to be alive do. when you retire. I want to still be alive when you retire. You're what, 30 how many? 32, yeah. 32? God, I, I need to be alive when you retire. That's going to be one hell of a party. You're going to be pushing me in a wheelchair. <laughs> Being like, we got to record a podcast because I'll be going like full on <laughs> podcast life. <laughs> 24 hours a day <laughs> <laughs> that'll be your job by then full yeah. job. you'll be this like massive personnel <laughs> remember us when you're big and famous you know because this is the start of your big thing whatever that looks like so just remember us small people when you get there <laughs> hey when i have my studio you guys are going to be there working for, full-time too even if you're retired already like i'll still <laughs> i'll bring you on <laughs> full-time <laughs> <laughs> i'm done i'm kind of done working you know Anyhow, it, it won't feel like work just like right now, right? It doesn't feel like we're working or just talking. So you'll get paid for just talking. Ooh, <laughs> so, that sounds good. As long as it's, you know, triple digits or whatever they call it. How many zeros? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, let's get into talking about the open training that you attended earlier, Sharon, because you shared some pictures with us. You said there's a lot going on aside from the donuts, too, right? Which is, I can't believe that they left donuts right they must have not been in a pink box because those are the the best ones oh. they were i don't know what people were thinking <laughs> they were very very good donuts and they had starbucks coffee to boot which is like for me that's yummy i like starbucks i like the way they brew their coffee they even had a decaf it was great it was it was a beautiful it was beautiful it was delicious everything was delicious including getting into the stands and seeing ryan and alicia and then tina and then everybody else, it was, it was interesting who they invited to attend this one. I didn't know everybody, and I'm thinking that's who they target was, were people that are either new season ticket holders or, you know, it was like, because the account reps get to kind of pick who gets to come, you know, I barged in because I, I texted my account rep and I said, is there any space left? And and he said there would be, and I think they were looking at the rain. Anywho, 
we started watching everything get set up. I mean, they had some of the stuff set up initially, and then the players came out, and there was applause. It was great. Roro, you know, it, what a legend that man is. Let me tell you. So Luis Felipe did not train with the team. He's still in sneakers. So just, you know, it's going to be some time before he's 100%. But that leads me to a concern because we only have four midfielders on the on the on the roster right now and Arnold wasn't there today. So I don't know what's going on. Maybe he's away, you know, Rora was away also, but he came back in time for open training session, which is like that's a big step for him to be in Mexico celebrating and then to get back to the USA and show up for open training early. The guy's phenomenal. I swear to God he must be cloned. He looked fabulous, by the way. His warm-ups were great. His he's Roro. Uh, he has improved his mobility from the end of last season. Last season there was a gingerness about him. We all saw it. And a little step oh, off. He was a little off. We know that. He knows that. Not today. Not today. Not at all. I'll tell you who caught my interest today was Rafa. Rafa Huayge. He looked great. His confidence looked fabulous. I think he got a goal. I think Russell got a goal. They had some weird-ass drills going on. Sorry about the word. They had three, well, they had the initial warm-up where it was a small-sided with four small goals. And so it was very fast-paced, small-sided stuff and, you know, players working off to the side on stretching mobility strength. So there was a, a lot of that going on. But Russell is normal, except for his freaking hair is short and puffy. So I can't wait for him to grow it out. I hope he does. I hope we see the mullet come back. Rumor has it he only cut his hair for the wedding. And I'm hoping it comes back. Connor Donovan, dude, was a load. You do not want to clatter into Connor Donovan. I swear to you, I watched players bounce off of him today. And it was like, I am so sorry, you guys. Just don't, don't. You know, you're not going to win that one. And Jared was great. Jared's touch. I, Connor Donovan scored a goal today, by the way. P.S. Jared looked great. The Jared in goal was, we're going to wait and see on, on Jared in goal. Danny Videolo didn't dress. He was, he needs some rest or something like that. I don't know. Chibi, the, one of the Academy guys that got signed, he looks decent. He's a man. He's not going to back down. I will say that Blake, <laughs> Blake Willie. He kind of got bounced around like a toothpick a couple times, but when he released the ball early, he had good vision and he was able to connect up. Oh my gosh. Nick and Jack, they have not missed a beat. I swear to you, they must have been like training in the off season. Those two just look solid. Dami looks solid. He looks stronger. His quads, he's joining the quad squad here in a second or two because his quads are looking really good. Christian Parano, he is so sneaky and sly. You know, granted, he's the shortest guy on the team, right? So he's got to like, I think he has to work 10 times as hard to do stuff, but he makes the 10 times as hard look easy because he can get sneaky. He gets around things. He gets around people really easily. Let's see here. Who else? Oh, Shane, Shane Wheat. Shane, we talked to him afterwards and we asked him how he was feeling if, you know, he is his shape, you know, if he's back in fitness shape. And all he does is smile. Like he's like, yeah, I'll get there. And it's like, you know, he, you know, he's already there. He's already good. He's solid. Let me tell you, Seba and Lee, Sebastian and Lee, they participated somewhat today, but they got pulled off early and they were working off to the side with, with Luke towards the end. So I think they're still on 
a percentage that they can, you know, join in on activities, but then the percentage is run out and then they go and do something different. So I know that they're not a hundred percent yet, but Lee, what they're, <laughs> it's so funny because I even talked to him about this afterwards. They were working on Lee with reflex, reflex and response time. So what, what Luke was doing with him was surprising him with where the ball was going to come at him so that Lee had to make a quick decision what to do. He had a dummy in front of him. So he had to make a quick decision how he was going to not let the ball get past him or trap the ball or head the ball. So he was being worked on for timing, reflex, and response time. It's, it was really a cool drill. And I even said that to Lee. I said, I'm glad they're making you do that because we talked about in the podcast last year how we felt his timing was just a little bit off. You know, that his, you know, his, his quick reaction was just a little slow. So who have I missed? I don't think I've missed anybody. Yeah, I've run through the guys, what they look like. It was just wonderful to see everyone. I'm wondering what's, oh, oh, the new guys, Trevor, Trevor and Jonathan. Oh my God, they're solid. We are going to love them. Holy smokes. Jonathan Ricketts, he's the number 17 now this year. Dude, he's, he's going to save our bacon. I can just tell he's a baller. Trevor, he gets in and out. He is a both sides of the ball kind of player. He was working defense and the attack and he, he finishes like, Oh my God, Roro pinged the goalpost a couple times in this weird thing. They had three goals set up in weird angles. Anyhow, Roro pinged the goalpost, Trevor put it away. And it's like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna love this, Trevor. He's a he's a soccer brain. He is definitely a soccer brain. So let me think. Oh, the only Academy guy that wasn't there was DK. So Dobby and Kimbro. So didn't get a chance to see him. But I will say. It was wonderful to see the players. I mean, you could tell that our hearts were full to just see everybody again. And it just juiced, it's juiced me up for the season. So ask me anything. I'll tell you what I saw. There you go. Thank you for letting me spiel about the guys. Well, it's a great update. Thanks for sharing, especially with the new guys, because we have no idea what they're like since we haven't been able to see any of the preseason games yet. Right. I mean, we're counting days to the second when we're going to be able to not only see that match, but actually also meet the team. Right. For those people who haven't met some of the new guys or even for those people who haven't met anyone, <laughs> uh, it's going to be your opportunity to to do so. So, uh, yeah. But I want to know also, Sharon, I know at the event they allowed season members to also pick up their gift, which from what I hear is like an upgrade. And some really cool stuff there. So can you share a little bit more about what's in the, the member gift for those people okay. who are members and for people to maybe be members too? Because Yeah, yeah. Be. So yeah, I would encourage people to be a season ticket holder, even if it's a, a partial season or, you know, the special packet, you know, you can know so many games, whatever. Okay, so the scarf is a, similar to the kit. We'll be talking about that in a second. So they're, should I say the word, they're forcing the new red on us? Anyhow. So this is the new red that they're forcing and there's an homage to the old red still on it, but it's like, okay, so the crest and the, the satch on the crest, there's nothing in it. There's no writing. So the front side of the scarf just has, you know, this on it. No year. This is the first time they've not put a year on it unless we're going to get a different scarf on the back side of the scarf with the, the, the new red is still on there. 
it's just the crest without any attributes on it. So it doesn't say SRFC or a year, nothing. That's just kind of plain. And then again, the little triangles with the old glory red color woven in, little tan in the tassels. So, so, so yeah, I mean, it's not bad. It's it's a heavy duty scarf. Last year, the scarf that they gave us as season ticket holders came in these tubes. The tubes were useless. What are you going to use that tube for? You're going to re-gift something to somebody or put your, I don't know, match long matchsticks to la- I don't know, right? What was that tube all about? It's like, ooh, what's in the tube? A really thin scarf, which is a great summer scarf. So you know, it it was it was okay. You know, I have whatever. This one's the heavy duty. It's again the I think it's the rough neck. Uh, no, this one is Global Scarves. So it's a different brand. It's called Global Scarves. Don't know anything about them. Made in Europe. So who knows? Maybe it's the, I don't know. So, so that's the scarf. And then we also got a flag in the bag. The bag, instead of being black and clear, you know, black attributes and clear, this one is red. The mm-hmm. handles and everything are red. The only thing they didn't do was give us longer handles so it won't, quite fit up on your shoulders so if you're taking it to the game it's going to be a carry and oh. i don't know you know you know me i you, you got to put it up on the shoulder man so it makes yeah. it easier to hold your drinks yeah <laughs> that i don't drink but whatever <laughs> so that was it i there may have been other things in the bottom of the bag but i didn't check that i just saw the scarf and the flag and the cool bag i like the red on the bag i thought that was a really nice step up different from last year that's what we got. And it was really cool to get that this year. Now the VIP gift, I will get either the second or the ninth. And I'll let you all know about that after, you know, I received that. So yeah. Oh, that's nice. I, I didn't know there was a VIP gift too. So that's, uh, oh yeah. I mean, well deserved, right? Because the cost for VIP, like <laughs> they better have a separate gift. So. Yeah. So, and, and I only have one seat there. So I only get one gift. Although last year, I think I had beer, a beer glass with the 10th anniversary crest on it. Yeah. That oh, was in yeah. my But you don't drink though, right? Like <laughs> It's sitting, it's just these beer. <laughs> I don't drink that much. Yeah. But it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. You know, I have a huge collection. I have Makuni glasses from when you spin the wheel, John. You know how you spin the wheel at Makuni mm-hmm. for your birthday? Yeah. I have like two Makuni glasses. I have, I don't know how many Sac Republic, you know, when you've been a season ticket member, you have everything you want to drink out of. You have every scarf, you know, ever. As you could see behind me on my scarf wall, you know, flags, balls. It's so cool. And I love it. And Kecko's jersey that he gave me last year on my birthday is is right there, front and center, that he had all the guys sign, which was so sweet. I just want to make a quick comment about the scarf. And I know Jared. Jared also had his own comment about it. So actually, you know, I'll let I'll let Jared voice his thoughts first because uh, I saw Jared's reaction. I think we might be sharing the same one. <laughs> well, I mean, seeing that uh, scarf now, I mean, it, it kind of piggybacks off the uh, the kit. Seeing this now, now I know in, in our group chat, Tina ha- had voiced the same concern that I did as far as the new home kits. And and once again, uh, disclaimer. We're still going to support the club nonetheless. There's going to be some things that we love that we go nuts over. There's going to be some things that, you know, we're going to be umbrella about, you know, throw a little shade here and there. But remember, Republic FC, it's all in in love and fairness. So with that out of the way, 
I'm starting to think the club is trying to wean us off old glory red and give us this new red. I mean, there's there's no way around it. I mean, I I totally get why they may want to go with the new red because you know a lot of clubs you know they do want to shake things up a little bit, but leave the old glory red. That is ours. Detroit City can say what they want, but we had it first. So let's just not mess around. Just keep the old glory red. Not mess with any of these other Pantone or HTML shades of red. Just give us our old glory red. Did you say HTML shades of red? Hey, I used to do uh, HTML coding uh, after a seminar I won back in the late 90s at some of those government tech expos. So I'm still a little familiar with those. You know, that's that's a killer. So my comment was, I am going to go to Chris and I'm going to do some bedazzling either on some garment or some something. There's going to, I'm going to add the attributes that I was looking for. So Jared, if I show up with a bedazzled jersey with extra piping, you know, because I was hoping for piping on the away kit, you know, the second kit, I was hoping that the arm piping would match the colors, you know, instead it's, I don't even know what the arm and the neck piping, I don't know what colors those are but they're definitely not colorful. So, you know, it's like, Hey, why not bedazzle your own kit and make it your, you know, make it the way you were hoping it would be like the, the line, the demarcation line between the two colors on the, if I get the home kit, the red kit, I'm going to put a nice piping stripe or bedazzled, you know, jewels up and down that thing to separate the two colors so that there's not like this. I don't know. It's weird. You know, I'm here for it. You know, I would totally love to see how that how that turns out. <laughs> it sounds like we need to have a state of the republic jersey to made, right? Like with those ideas, and maybe maybe the team can take our ideas. And <laughs> hey, if the USL show can do their own kits, you know, why not us? Yeah, that could be. So hey, we might actually order our own jerseys with the custom design, and uh, we know, we know the people that do jerseys. So I mean, it's, it's definitely possible there. Yeah, John, do you or anybody you know own a bedazzler or, you know, a thing to put stuff on fabric? Oh, I'm sure I could find one. And <laughs> if if we don't have one here, then I'm sure we can, you know, Kathy was a teacher, so she probably has all sorts of stuff like that. Plus, we have kids over here all the time, so, you know, all, all the grandkids and others. So we've got all sorts of good yeah. tools. Luis, I think we have to throw a crafting party, a State of the Republic crafting party, and invite all the, you know, and sit down one day, you know, somewhere and craft, put, get a jersey and craft it the way we want it. Oh, yeah. With some podcast stickers or maybe we get some iron-ons with the, <laughs> yeah. Maybe. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about Sac Republic jersey. I'm oh, make our own? Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm going to take yeah, a Sac Republic jersey and accessorize it, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that could be a thing. That would, that would be fun by everyone listening uh, to a little crowd party. <laughs> give me a sketch and I'll give it to my daughter. She's a graphic artist. There you go. So, ooh. Ooh. There you go. Really? Yes. Yeah. She she turned in a couple, you know, a couple of seasons ago or whatever. She tried the beer can design and and such and a few others things like that. But most of the wine labels that you know, you you have up in Northern California. She has touched in one way or the other. So, is this but, the wild daughter that I met? The, yes. the wild one. I love her, man. She has got good energy. Yep. Yeah. 
But one comment I want to make about the scarf, Sharon. Front is cool. Sacramento Republic FC. The back, I think with that crest, just the silhouette, essentially, right? Of the crest with nothing really uh, written on it. They probably could have put another message on there. I don't know, Urban Sintamida or another, just something else. I just feel like it shouldn't have just been the crest in the middle. But that costs more, dude. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, I, I do appreciate they actually chose these scarves versus the summer style scarves, right? Which is, has been an option in the past for season members, even though early on they did get, you know, these warmer scarves too. So uh, I'm glad they're moving back to that and, and all that. So shout out to the team for doing that. So I, I get it. Yeah, there's more cost to it. But <laughs> so this is going to look boss. Like this side is going to look awesome. The, the Sacramento Republic FC side. When everybody holds it above their heads in the stadium, you know, mm -hmm. all the season ticket holders, when we hold it above our heads, yeah, it's going to look, it's going to look pretty good. So, you know, that, that, I think that was part of their, that's part of the plan, you know, to have something really visible because at the end of the day that, you know, the ones that the Tower Bridge Battalion had where it said, for, I forget, anyhow, there was one that. <laughs> Jared's looking back. I think Jared's trying to find the one that you're looking for. Oh, try, trying to get a good idea. Was it the uh, one from the uh, Open Cup semifinal, the uh, Iron Maiden inspired one? No, no, no. The one that was, oh, it's up on the wall somewhere. It's Sacramento something. Oh, well. The Pride of Sacramento? It, huh? The Pride of Sacramento? No, but anyhow, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll find it because it was, it, it got caught up in the LA the game against LAFC in the Open Cup, and I'm holding it, and, oh, I wish I could remember what it said. This is what happens when you get old. John, does this happen to you? You're the same age. I'm sorry, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> See? I told you. Anyhow, somebody else already listening to the podcast knows exactly what the words are that was on the back of that scarf, and you know it's going to drive me freaking nuts. Well, there's one. There's one that says "Hella Sacramento." That's it. Oh, That's it. It's a go. quick message. It says "Hella Sacramento," and you know, it's just just a super easy message. And I, I think those are some of the things that the team might be looking for. Are you know, is a is a quick and easy to recognize message. And that "Hella Sacramento" scarf, that message has really played well. I would love to see that come back. Yeah. So my, what Luis is doing right now is he is showing us the red kit and the line of de demarcation up and down, you know, between the two colors. That's where I'm going to put my bedazzling stripe so that I have my own personalized sash. And then I'm probably going to do the armbands, you know, because they made the, they didn't like do an arm. It's very plain with the two colors, but I, I think I want to do something around the armbands and the the sash if i get this jersey i'm gonna be dazzled the heck out of it and i'm gonna be fancy but you might reconsider actually maybe changing something <laughs> if it's not too late <laughs> to do any order but oh no it's it's yeah. yeah it's it's whatever it is it really should have had the sash in old glory red i think would have been a good touch to it i actually would have been like you know what i'll actually buy it if uh, it would have been that way but they they just they didn't do that but i will say for the wake it I really like that design. It's actually one of my new favorite away kits. And so I don't know why they didn't just replicate that. You know, I get it. It's nice to have different home and away designs, but 
in this particular case, I would have been just fine if it would have just been the same design, just replicated for uh, the away side. But I mean, like you guys said, they're really trying to hit on those two colors and make sure that we definitely recognize and definitely get used to this new red, which I'm with you guys. I think that Old Glory Red is our identity and it kind of sucks that they're trying to move away from that. Other red just seems like any other red you'd find with other teams that also have red, right? But plus, I think what I also worry about is that Old Glory Red is more identified with the California flag, which is where, of course, our logo is from. The new red, nothing to do with our flag. So uh, it's a little risky, I think, when you try to kind of switch that around. Unless they're planning on switching the, the crest and upcoming season, which, again, could also be another issue there. I thought they did switch the crest. There was talk about it, right? The crest is different this year than last year. It has the red. The, it has both reds. It cut. They cut the tails off. Um, okay. Yeah, they cut the tails off the slash at the along the base of the crest. There's some changes. the The crest is definitely different this year. Okay, I guess I gotta look at the jersey maybe more and more closely too. I'm like I'm looking up at my. <laughs> On my own too. Oh, actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they cut the the sides of the the crest, right? Of the, the tails, yeah, banner, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is, I don't know, I don't know what you guys think, but the tails actually were pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. A lot of changes made. We've been gossiping about it online. Nobody's no nobody's afraid to chat about it, you know. And it's it's interesting. And John knows this full well because you know we're both older. It doesn't matter what you do. You're not going to please them all. You know, you're going to piss everybody off equally. And as long as you, that's an accomplishment. But they're not supposed to piss me off. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and this kit pisses me off. Tell us and about that. And, and I, it looks like the, uh, the, the crest is actually smaller too. That's a good point. Yeah. It, it looks like that too. Now I will say I do like the material they use for the crest. I, I wish it would have been the old crest with this new material. Yeah, they got rid of the tan and the brown. I mean, they got rid of right. a lot of colors. And, you know, I don't know if that was a cost-saving thing or it's just like, we're just going to fluff it all out. You know, we're going to redesign everything, start from scratch. What do you all think? And I've been the one that commented. It's like, I'm wondering what are their cost-saving measures by eliminating the tails? Because when you do stickers and all that other stuff, when you have something a little bit too intricate, for you know the people that make stickers it costs money yeah i do want to give a shout out to uh, chris lopez who had uh, spotted this last week as well uh, noticing the changes on uh, one of the republic of sea websites and also comparing the uh, the press that we've had over the years so uh, there is a noticeable difference this one this new oh, new ish crest I, I should say definitely takes on a minimalist uh, style i mean it, I, I, we don't have the star above the crest we don't have a lot of the frills that we've had in the years past. So I'm, th I'm thinking you're spot on. I think this could well be related to cost savings or just trying to go for a minimalist style. I, I don't know. Well, the star is still above the crest. They have this, it's silver now. The one thing they removed from underneath the bear were the words herbs and domina. I'm looking at the jerseys from all the mm -hmm. years past. Mm -hmm. Herbs and domina was always there. Now it's somewhere on the collar and hidden. I don't know minimalist you know it could be all of that let's face it oh there it is yeah it's on the back of the sh of the of the kit we have a whole brand new group 
I shouldn't say brand new group. They're younger. A lot of the people that are involved in the club, you know, all the old guard are gone now. Tim Stallings was the last one and he's no longer with the club, you know. So we've we've got a a shift in vision. Who knows? Maybe this is, Luis, you seem to be a little positive about all this stuff. Maybe for you and your generation, this all this stuff kind of works and you don't care about the old, you know, the original way things were. And I know, who was it? Was it John or somebody that pointed out how the change, Huddersfield Town, all the changes that they've had to their crest and their, you know, so it happens. But, you know, for those of us that are, have seen it for forever and see this big, this is a big change in the crest. It's a mm-hmm. big change. Yeah, no, I'm generally positive about changes, like in a brand, whatever, right, when they do that. But in this case, I'm not so positive about this because... The team's only been around for like 10 years, right? We just celebrated our 10th anniversary last year and it's too early to change, right? Like I get it. Maybe like some of the MLS teams when they've updated their crest, right? We've seen that roll out and some teams that even took longer finally <laughs> got, got up to speed and, and got their logo updated. But that took him a while, right? That was no 10-year change. That was a longer kind of a, a deal there. Plus the older logos, you know, they they definitely aged really quick. The modern logos, I think they live on longer. But this logo, again, it was only a 10-year logo. It was still modern looking, in my opinion, at least. So that that's where I think that they, I don't know, they they shouldn't have done it too. Plus, we, we got to the final with the other logo. That, that logo had more history to it. It's like, you could keep that, you know? Like, people identify with those things. And it's just really noticeable. Now that I'm looking at it and I'm like, those tails are gone. That's the biggest issue I think I have with it. Although I do also like the herbs and Domita on it. I thought it was a good thing, but at least they're still keeping that on the back, right? You'll still be able to see it on the jerseys. But ah, yeah, the tails, that, that was such a cool design having that on it. At our Friday night party, everybody asked me, well, who's in charge of making the decisions on the kit? Who's in charge of all this? And I'm like, I'm drawing a big fat blank. I don't know who proposes designs. I know they had a head of marketing. I know they have, you know, different people and, you know, Hummel and, you know, Wendy and the, I don't know who, I, honestly, is it Todd? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but I would love to have a frank conversation with people, you know, as Jared, what were you going to say? I was going to say the one positive thing out of this, and I don't know, maybe if they listen to me, I, I don't know, but they've made both of the kids available as far ahead as 4X, myself, I'm a 3X, so even that's a win as far as this kit goes. So there's there's some positivity throughout all this. But really, with, with Hummel's kit, even a 2X uh, works fine. But you know, I'll definitely take the 3X on this. The away kit, I definitely like. Once again, they're still doing the, the weaning thing off the old glory red. But you know, at least they have the sash on there. It's not the belly sash that a lot, a lot of folks were calling last year's kit. <laughs> So, <laughs> I and, and Lord, Lord knows, you know, they're gonna. Ha- I'm gonna have to pay a little bit more if I were to get that belly stash because there's a plenty of belly here. But, uh, <laughs> but I am gonna try to stay positive. This is this is our club. It could be worse. It could be the Indy Eleven co- uh, corn cob kit. It could be some of the kits that Las Vegas have had. So oh. it's not that bad. It's. Not the greatest, but it's not that bad. It'll always be worse. The, 
I would wear that corn cob kit. I swear to you, I would identify if I lived in Indiana, I would so wear a corn cob kit. Why don't we have a tomato kit? Maybe that's why they're switching us over to red, this red. Maybe they're going to call us sack of tomatoes again. You know, I don't know. Yeah, maybe we need a tomato sponsor. Somebody today said we needed a coffee and donut sponsor. So I'm hoping that, you know, eventually the guys will come out in Dunking's attire. <laughs> Y'all saw the Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> do, I, do I need to pull out the corn cob FC meme again, Sharon? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then throw All it right, in. Little... Yeah, we'll just put some, put some butter on there and I'll make a elote kit. Yeah, <laughs> elote kit. I'll bring but some we, cheese too. <laughs> yeah, but but also yeah, cheese mm-hmm, seasoning. But also with Dunkings, you got to blend those two because I we need a donut and coffee sponsor. Why don't we have one? You know, Dutch Kyle brothers. And I, Kyle and I were talking about that today. Can you imagine if if they could get it? You know, if we could get a guest appearance by Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and man, that would be a blast. Uh, now Jennifer Lopez burned her Jets uh, fan card with me. Oh, yeah, Tom about you can stay, Tom Brady. Nah, Dutch oh, Brothers for life. Oh, don't be sad. <laughs> don't be mad. That was oh, the best. In my mind, that was the best Super Bowl commercial. But that we're not talking about that. We're talking about sponsorships. <laughs> we're not talking about Super Bowl. This is about sponsorships and potential sponsorships. So, Kyle, if you're listening, which I doubt you are, because you haven't figured out that we have this podcast yet, but maybe you have. Or Connor, maybe you can tell Kyle about the podcast. You know, we need donut and coffee sponsor at Sac Republic. And if it happens to be Dunkin' Donuts, I don't care. Maybe Starbucks. I don't Dutch care. Dutch Brothers. Dutch Brothers. <laughs> Dutch Bros. Oh, yeah. they would have a long line at the stadium. That's for sure. So yeah, they would. If they want to, <laughs> they yeah, want to sponsor would. us. But yeah, one more thing we haven't commented on. I think beyond the the new logo what i think annoys me a little more well and and right now i'm looking on behalf of everyone who's not a season member is the cost of these jerseys oh. is 98 dollars. our nike jerseys were never that expensive and i don't know what's going on with hummel or what but i thought a switching to hummel would mean that at least the kits would not go up in price right being that we know nike's got more of a name for themselves and all that so I wish we would get some answers on this. Why is it that the cost went drastically up? If you are a season member, again, one more benefit to being a season member, you get a pretty decent discount. And I think someone, I think it was Ryan on our group chat mentioned, I think it comes up to like $74 or $78 if you are a a season member. But if you're not, which again, a lot of people maybe can't afford being a season member, it's a shame that you're going to end up paying, I don't know, somewhere maybe around $100. Three hundred four dollars with tax for a, a kit like that. That is up there. Yeah, you just well, you don't you just gotta be friends with somebody who's a season ticket holder. Come on, Luis, you know the drill. Last year, the year before. Come on. Now it's his time. Now it's his time to pay it forward. Yeah, since he's Luis, a season ticket holder now. Right now, all of us here. Well, Jared, Jared can always get it. No worries, Jared. Always come to us if you need anything. Right. So. All three of us on this podcast, John, Luis, Sharon, if you need something and you're not a season ticket holder, you got to talk to us. Or if you need something and you know someone who's a season ticket holder, not us, but just talk to them. My God, Venmo, it's out there. You know, you just ask your buddy to cover the costs and you got it going. 
I wasn't so sure I if we know, could advertise it, Sharon. That's why I didn't say it. I was, I was like, can we advertise that? Like, I was trying to okay. keep it. <laughs> Dude, they know. The club knows what's going on. I mean, come on. How many gifts have I bought? bought so many gifts, this and that and the other. My sister tries to buy me gifts. So it's like, time out, Donna. Unless you use my account, forget it. I'll buy the gift. You just give me the cash. Well, she doesn't do that, but we don't do it that way, but whatever. So I know Basically, we have, what? Oh, basically, we can have folks say, now you know a friend in the Republic of C-Shop business. <laughs> so I can't wait to get into the Shane Coe jingle. Oh, God. Oh. Whatever. Okay. You and your jingles. You wanted me to say something with Luther last season. I'm afraid of your jingles. No, Luis did. Luis no, did. No, I thought Luis it was you guys ganged up on me. No, no, no. You, you guys <laughs> did jingles. No. I wonder this season what well, player is going to get a jingle, right? Maybe one of the new players, Jared? Yeah. I Jared know. starts uh, his jingles now. <laughs> Trevor Armand. We'll, we we'll see. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, never mind. <laughs> Anyhow, so I can't wait to talk about the Open Cup news with Jared. And then I can't wait, wait to get into Huddersfield Town because I know we got some more stuff to talk about. And I and I know John's just waiting to tell us everything about HTAFC. But we've got some Open Cup news. Luis, how do we uh, how do we want to broach this? Well, J- Jared broke the news to us, especially with the new update. So, Jared, let us know what's going on with Open Cup for this year. All right. Now, earlier this morning, uh, there was a tweet that had gone out uh, in regard to MLS and U.S. Open Cup. Those of you that may have forgotten or might not have known, uh, MLS was trying to not completely back out of the Open Cup, but basically try to put their MLS Next Pro uh, clubs in instead of their A squad. That, of course, uh, got quashed in December. But now the rumor earlier today was that MLS may possibly get CONCACAF involved as far as the U.S. Open Cup goes. Because CONCACAF basically stated that if the Division I league, in this case MLS, does not put out their full squad, then that would mean CONCACAF would not allow a berth from the U.S. Open Cup meaning that gives MLS more leverage as far as their argument. But later on in the day, there was also a U.S. soccer, I believe U.S. Soccer Federation representative that was told to stand down ultimately, and he ended up leaving. So things are looking very questionable as far as U.S. Open Cup. But then later this, this evening, uh, we received an update by way of ESPN stating that the 2024 U.S. Open Cup will go ahead under a proposed new format. So ultimately, just going off some of the information that was provided to us, that the details are still standing out, but the decision to have a tournament this year has been made and will likely gain final approval is a hybrid type of tournament with not every MLS uh, team participating. So that's going to be interesting as far as which MLS teams will qualify for, for the Open Cup. Ultimately, uh, this source uh, added that the plans called for the Federation to make its largest financial investment ever to ease the cost of travel and assist with promotion, especially for the lower division teams. Granted, it's not just USL Championship or USL League One or League Two that have to deal with these costs of, of travel, of setting up accommodations, everything like that. It's going to be the even lower federations like uh, NISA and a few others, you know, they're having to make a major cost investment. I mean, we're, I mean, look at uh, academic 
SC, you know, if, if they were to say qualify and go deep, that's going to be a big financial strain. So I'm hoping that the U S soccer federation does make this financial investment because if we want a level playing field for the open cup, I mean, we've got to make sure everyone can, can make it to there. And if MLS wants to, for a lack of better, cleaner terms, oh, weenie out of the U S open cup, you know, like just drop their division one sanctioning, get that sanction one, that division one sanctioning to U S L championship, because really that's the one league between USL championship and MSL that's actually doing something to grow the, the game in soccer, you know, but that's, that's just my thing. I mean, how's everyone else uh, feel about this? Well, in that last part that you mentioned, Jared, about the Federation having to make its largest financial investment ever. I mean, this just calls, and I've always said it, right? Whatever team you support, if they have an open cup game at home. Go support them because we need those stadiums to have as much people as possible whenever there's an Open Cup game going on because they're going to be looking at that, right? If there's no business in it, if they figure that all these like earlier games really don't really do much, there won't be much sponsorships. There won't be that platform that will be like committed to actually broadcasting all the games. And so I think it's up to the fans to show everyone right that like this is a tournament that has to be kept that is like supported fully and everyone is participating in it too and so hopefully keeps going but it starts i think with the fans making sure that we were out there it does suck that mls seems to have all the power right because it's like if they choose to not participate that birth gets lost but guess what that birth actually ends up going back to mls right i mean they're going to have an extra birth there. They're just going to figure out another way to award that birth, which could be maybe like second best place team in the league, right? Like gets the birth. So that's what I'm worried is that they might get that ticket and handed it, on to them. Yeah. And MLS's uh, two biggest complaints is one, oh, it doesn't generate enough uh, money and two, scheduling. Well, first of all, Garber, your scheduling pretty much is the reason you, you've done yourself in. I mean, you didn't have to create the League's Cup. I mean, that's just putting additional uh, games that MLS is starting to play. Mm-hmm. And if these Open Cup matches were scheduled on a Saturday or Sunday or, or something, not a Wednesday, I mean, that's going to help out as well. I mean, granted, yes, that will affect scheduling for USL Championship 2-1 and lower divisions. But, you know, if we're going to get people in seats, we need to do a better job at scheduling and not just bow down to MLS uh, because they don't want to play on Wednesday. And here's another thing that annoys me, Jared, when they do talk about scheduling. The Open Cup is just a one-game tournament, right? Like, you win, you move on, you lose, you're out. Like, there's no excuse. You can move your scheduling around for a game. If your team keeps moving on, great, right? I mean, you, you're moving on. You're trying to go get your CONCACAF berth and the championship money, which I know it's not that much for MLS, but still... There should be no excuse on that. They're not playing a group tournament. They're not playing home and away tournament. It's just one game. Like, they could do it. Even with the League's Cup and all that, they could rearrange things. It could happen. If the final has to be, I don't know, in December, then have it be in December, right? Like, it doesn't have to be in September. You could have it be later on if they're worried about, oh, this whole schedule thing. They could make it work. They're just not trying, right? What do you guys think? So... Who was it that uncovered the fact or we read the fact that the 
media company for MLS is the same one that U.S. Soccer Open Cup uses. It's like it's like the fox chicken coop kind of situation. And the MLS is complaint about there's not enough exposure. You know, having we talked about this a second ago. There's not enough exposure. There's not enough media push for these, you know, midweek games, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's not popular. We're not filling the stands. And it's like, well, you're using the freaking same, you know, media. Why aren't you pushing, a, you know, pushing that media group to do their job for the U.S. Open Cup when they're doing the same job for MLS? It's like, you know, there's, there's, Jared, correct me if I'm wrong. What was that conversation or John? There was some conversation about it's almost like a conflict of interest to have the the same, you know, media people not doing the promotion, you know, marketing, the marketing people or the same, whatever. And it's like, well, that's just lame. Okay, that was crickets. All right, so nobody remembers that. Okay. <laughs> no, right. it, it it's it's there, but it it really comes down to I, I think we found out about it, but they're going supposedly USSF is trying to go after another contract, and that's really what it need. They need to have a separate and distinct, whether it's a streaming contract or something for the cup, so that they can get more games out there. But you know, we you, we go back to what was said earlier: is that you know MLS doesn't want a fair playing field. They, you know, they wanted to start with them, which is why they created the League Cup. To them, the League League's Cup is a U.S. Open Cup. That's where they want it. They want that to combine. The Soccer Federation needs to basically say, "We're going to run an Open Cup." And by the way, here are your fees for being a Division One team. You can enter or not, but you know, you're you're going to be paying for this Open Cup because. You know, you want to be a be a Division One league. So, it, it, the problem is the the real conflict is between the the board over at the Soccer Federation and MLS. That that's that's the real problem. We, you know, they need to get somebody in the Soccer Federation to actually tell, it, tell MLS where it goes. I said something I shouldn't have said. No, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, that, it's fine. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, no lies the, guy, there. the guy who had a pair ended up resigning because he was probably the pushy guy who was in charge of U.S. Open Cup, right? You know, he was the 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 voice head of the committee, and then they created a separate committee to deal with this crap. And and so the dude who was like on on this first committee, the you know that became redundant when they added a new committee to deal with this. Anyhow, he had to step back because I don't know if it was Parlow or who basically said, you know, step back, silence yourself. And so he said, screw that. He left. More like they made, they told him to stand back against the window as they toss him out. More likely. <laughs> <laughs> they they did him that. like, they did him like Axel Foley and Beverly Hills cop through, through the window. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And so. So that's all that's looking like. We don't even really know who's going to be broadcasting the Open Cup yet, right? I mean, it's not going to be ESPN Plus as far as we know, right? If I'm not mistaken, uh, that expired uh, the last Open Cup. I know, Jared, you were saying there are rumblings, right? That, did you say Paramount Plus maybe would be? It's 
Jones. It's sounding like it could be Paramount Plus. I mean, they they already have the USL uh, contract uh, for, for this year, so it wouldn't surprise me if Paramount Plus or CBS, if they end up carrying part of it. There there have been a lot of talk about it, but you figure CBS is now, with the exception of Peacock carrying a Premier League, is pretty much the be all end all source for. Uh, U.S. soccer or soccer in general uh, uh, being viewed in the U.S. So it's it's only a matter of time, but we'll see if we can uh, get more clarification on it because, yes, we need to know, are these games going to be carried on, for example, on CBS Sports Galazzo Network on Pluto TV to be streamed on Paramount Plus? How How is that going to happen? I think those questions may or may not have been fully answered, but as closer as it gets towards uh, May or, or late April, I'm sure we'll find something out. Now, here's the thing, you know, Don Garber complains about scheduling when you go to Europe, all the leagues, they have their multiple cups, right? We know in England how many cups they have. Uh, oh, they yeah. still keep it going, even along with Champions League in the mix and all that. But right. also take a look at USL League One. They are now going to have an in-season cup. I don't know if you guys saw that, but when I was looking yep. at the Fuego yep. schedule, I saw that. And League One also participates in the US Open Cup. so. They're trying to do multiple things there. So come on, Don Garber. You can't come at us with all this too. And these are like League One teams, right? That are having to put extra money into travels for this cup that they just made for just League One teams, which I hope they do the same for championship, by the way, because that's a really good idea to have a like in-season cup, which seems to be the new trend. So let's not be surprised if Open Cup goes away and championship actually starts their own in season cup maybe only for championship teams at least for now but that might be the thing which i hope they do if open cup goes away for next year but hopefully it doesn't go away but we'll see and we've got to keep the open cup up and running i mean it is the longest running tournament a second only to the fa cup i mean garber can cry on his atm receipts all he wants but you know leave the concacaf berth alone just let mls drop down to to number two, as far as I know, because because Lord knows they are number two, but uh, that's neither here nor there. You know what? Just make us division one at the end of the day, and you know, just make us division one. USL exactly. make us division one. End of subject. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. I want to hear from John. John's a quiet guy. I want to hear what's going on across the pond. Oh, not much. No, <laughs> you lie like a dog. <laughs> Well, Huddersfield, Huddersfield Town, excuse me, or or, t- or town as they like to be called, they've had a little bit of turmoil. Starting about nine games ago, they had a they had the opportunity to to put together anywhere from nine to twelve points over the next three four games, and they ended up with two. So they got rid of their manager who was hired through 25, I think. No, through 26. And Darren Moore is gone, much to the delight of most of the fans. And John Worthington, who was within the organization, took over as a as a caretaker manager, and they went out and started looking. John Worthington came along and said, we're going to play a better brand of, a, of a soccer and or football in that case. And they went out and started, he, he hit four, nothing win his first game out. 
Second game out, they took the number two team. We're out in front two to nothing, then gave up five goals in the second half. And <laughs> so, but at least they were trying to, you know, and they were out on the front foot. In some respects, it reminded me of Sac Republic, except for giving up the goals late. So he he's, he did a really good job. Is went four games, got six points over those four games, which was really good. It vaulted Huddersfield up into twentieth. You know that's still not much, but it's, it puts them a lot safer than they were a month ago. They have a new manager coming in next Saturday. Will be his first game. Andre Brighton Ryder. He, he's out of Germany and Switzerland. He's known for getting teams promoted. He's also known for going for three points and not selling for a one point. So the the really neat thing that's going on is they have a lot of their players are coming back from injury. Nakayama, they're one of their defenders, coming back from the Asian Cup. And surprisingly, their best defender right now during this you know, resurgent, he's actually out injured. So when he comes back, I, that defense should get even that, that much better. One of the things that has occurred because of this last weekend, even though they lost, a lot of the other teams below them won, which tightened up the race, believe it or not, so that nine teams are really in it for the for two relegation spots at this point. So from number uh, basically number 14 on down, those teams are all going to be playing each other quite a bit in the next month, month and a half, not as much. They'll have some games against the top of the table, but this is a great opportunity to, to get themselves up mid-table potentially if, if this managerial change works out. That's the optimistic viewpoint. It was, you know, to give Nagel and his cohorts some props during the uh, transfer period in January. They brought in and signed for some pretty good contracts, hefty contracts. He spent his money, as he told the people he would, on on some uh, good talent. Brought in a couple of strikers who immediately went down hurt. <laughs> so they, they you know, they've still been using a false nine for the most part. But it looks like the the, the strikers that they have are going to end up uh, really contributing here. Except for one, one of the guys that uh, a lot of the fans were saying, you know, they play a soft game over in Finland. Well, he gets out in these games, and all he has to do is get one elbow to his chest, and he seems to be down and doesn't run very well after that. So it's he may, he may end up being a bust, unfortunately. But they've had some really good... Really good acquisitions. One of the nice acquisitions, you know, for this group to really know about is Brody Spencer was playing for Motherwell and playing next to Dan Casey and probably and learned a lot from Dan. But he, he was recalled from his loan there, and he basically was man of the match in I think three out of the last four games, just with his. 
the way you know he 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 pull he pulls a Jack Gurr in some respects in that you know he really busts up the sidelines, works it really well with his forwards and midfielders, and but then is back in time to do some really really solid defensive work. So the fans are very, actually even the one guy who's probably one of Kevin's biggest thorns in his side from a fan standpoint. The guy actually sent a tweet out saying, you know, that he really liked the acquisition and that this team looks like it's going to be able to, you know, advance itself. And that, you know, it's like everybody else reacted to that tweet and they were all going, no way. There's no way that you said that you like this. You know, since when do you like anything that we do? <laughs> so, but, it, you know, it's the fans really you know, are, are ready for. Brighton uh, Brighton Riders term to to take off. So we'll see on Saturday. Some of the other stuff that's going on, just I know in our chat, we've talked a little bit about the women's team. They're, they, they were doing okay in some of the cups for a while, but they currently are in the North Division of the National League. And they are only have two wins at this point in time. They picked up a good striker, so hopefully she'll be able to help them break out here in the last nine games. But right now they're in the relegation zone and could find themselves in a lower division of the National League. And as if any of you watch the oh, – what's that Ryan Reynolds uh, team? Oh. Wrexham? Yeah, the Wrexham. This is sort of the same level that Wrexham started. So if you go down below that, that makes it even harder to get up. So you know you have to go through playoffs even if you happen to win your your division. So the idea is just to get yourself better and keep keep uh, staying in that in that league. It's not a pro league, so you're not really paying people, at least not a lot. So so hopefully the women will do uh, will find a way to get themselves uh, in the safe safe zone. Their B team and their under-19 team are, they're, they're doing okay. Nothing special, but anybody who was, had any quality was up on the A team. So, but it, it's, it's really been fun to watch. They, they've got, it, this last two games have actually had a bench that you looked on and go, oh, we could substitute. Prior to that, it was it was they had eleven of their first team players that were injured through in December, so they they were you know, having a really hard time fielding a team. Well, that's a fabulous update on HTAFC. So, what do you think about Carmichael Dave and his role? Because he recently went there and came back, and what? Do you know, I mean, like everybody always wonders what exactly is his role, except for the fact that he gets really good tickets wherever he goes. And it's like, damn it, I want to be him, you know, just for the <laughs> ticket parts. He's, he's Kevin's PR guy. Oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, that's it, it, it. The idea is to. They've developed a, their they originally started with, you know, sort of a Wrexham type broadcast and they've evolved that now so that. It's becoming more of a, a team-based broadcast where they, what has happened in the last week, 
within the team and removing and they just have chats every now and then with Kevin. It's been basically week you know, once a week. Carmichael Dave in his backyard and and Kevin in his living room or his office. But yeah, they they they've kept quiet here recently because they were in the middle of the the negotiations with for a new manager. And he did and Kevin did surprise everybody because he went to Germany. So you know, everybody's saying, why do we keep, you know, you're processing these same old coaches, you know, you know, so it's like, why can't we look out outwards? And he couldn't say that they actually were. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's be careful. If they keep looking more outwards, they might start looking at Sacramento too, right? For their uh, coach search. I, I wondered about that at one point because <laughs> it's yeah. the type it's, other than the five backs that Mark likes to drop into, it's sort of the, the play that they they want to see over in Huddersfield. So, could happen, right? And I think, you know, I mean, I know we would all be sad, you know, if, if he left, but I actually would be really happy for Mark, right? Because that would be a, a big step in his career and he'd be able to coach in his home country, right? So, I'm sure that would be really special for him. So, we'll see. We'll see what goes on, but hopefully he'll give us our second star. And then after that, that could be that could be his parting gift to us, right? Is a, a championship <laughs> and then a, a promotion for him. <laughs> so well, let's talk about... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, and if you plan to ever go over there to watch a match, make sure you take your rain gear because it just keep, it comes down every game. Well, it's the North of got- England. I mean, come on. The north of England is always going to be the weirdest, wildest weather. Yep. That's, that's true. I still haven't taken my rain park out. I mean, I brought it with me for Tampa Bay, but I did not uh, put it on. And look what happened during halftime. <laughs> so you're so, basically but, saying, Sharon, that it's Florida. It's the Florida of Europe. No, it's with cold. The, with the weather? No, no, no. It's freaking it's, cold. It's well, you like said it Pacific, changes, though. Right? But it's Pacific like, Northwest. Think Pacific Northwest, that kind of cold, that kind of change. Catch a can Alaska for Christ's sake. Then, <laughs> and, and nothing tropical in the UK other than the drinks. That's, that's that's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not warm, not warm. So it's so funny. I'm I'm peeping. I'm 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 peeping on some of these coaches right now. So you know, like our second in command now is Martin Vasquez from and we talked about him on the last podcast but what if something happens and Luis I know you have some opinions what if something happens to our mark which you know Paris thought is mark martin good enough to step into the shoes what do you think not that it's going to happen just saying no i would say he shouldn't be our head coach uh, i hope that they have maybe someone in mind that they're already thinking, right? In the event that he does leave for any reason or job offer pops up, right? And it's a good opportunity for him. But based on Martin Vasquez's track record, it hasn't been good as a head coach. Now, as an assistant coach, great experience, right? We all know him from his time with uh, Jurgen Klinsmann, right? If we know some of the teams that Jurgen coached. Jurgen. He was right there. Jurgen. Jurgen, yeah. Jurgen. <laughs> He did a great job, right? As his assistant coach, great. As head coach, 
he just hasn't had a good track record, right? He did Rel Salt Lake, I think Chivas USA at one point, Rel Monarchs too, and recently with Fuego, we know how that went last season. It was yeah. not good. And so that's my only worry, right? Is that he seems to be more the guy who can assist the coach, but for that coach title, you want to get someone who has a good track record of sorts, right? And and all that. So I hope that they have someone in mind. And again, it's someone who can uh, make sure that we have a good playing style. Maybe someone similar to, to Mark as well. But I'm normally good about supporting assistant coaches move to head coach. But if you've already been in that role a few times and haven't done well, then I think we need to look elsewhere. So. Yeah, you know, and the players, to be to be fair, the players really have bought into Mark's style of play. You know, granted, we've got some new guys this year and we had to let go of some guys, but they've really bought into the style of play and they still believe in playing. You know, let's face it, they beat Seattle Sounders 1-0 in a scrimmage over the weekend. So they obviously are still doing something absolutely right and Mark still has a really good vision for him. Now, you know, aside from the podcast from Connor and, you know, being able to see Mark today, he's quieter this year. You know, he was so accessible last year. He was responding to, you know, our messaging and things like that. He's very much quieter this year. And I, I, I don't know if that's on purpose or so that he can focus or, or just what, but, you know, bring back the old Mark, you know, that one that loved to banter around in the, in the background and, and chit chat a little bit with us. I can't wait to get a chance, you know, and meet the team on the second. I can't, I can't wait to just spend a little moment w- with Mark Briggs and just, you know, see how he's feeling, see how he's doing, and personally get a sense of how positive he is for the upcoming season. Don't mean to transition off of Huddersfield Town, but I guess I do. <laughs> you know, I, I, I love coming back to our squad and, and talking about what's going on right here in Sacramento. Looking so forward to our new season. And John, you've got to keep the cheering going in section 106 because now we've got two newbies in 105, you know, with Luis and his girlfriend. So you've got to be ultra strong over there in 106. Sounds good to me. Good. I think I still owe you a beer. I think I probably have you know, a number of the drink tickets, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, no, Sharon, I'm glad that you mentioned that comment about Mark. I think I I just want to think he's being cautious about everything. I mean, we know how last season ended and it wasn't easy for us, the fans. Right. And I can only imagine for Mark, like how bad of a hit that was. Right. To just lose it all in literally a few minutes. It's tough. And I'm sure he's like trying to be ultra concentrated, trying to get the team to make sure that we're at the same level that we were at last year. And fixing some of those mistakes that happened. So that way we actually make it to the actual final and get that championship trophy because we don't want to make those mistakes again. We don't want to go through a match like that ever again. But we know that's how the sport is. We know that's how things go. All you got to do is just learn from your mistakes and and do better, right? So I think that's why I want to think. I hope so. Because he's a really cool guy, really responsive with us. And he's, yeah, he's always been talking to us about anything and really open right whenever we ask him questions and we've had him here on the podcast too right and we know how how cool he is so cool well we're at that last part of the show here but as always sharon john jared 
any last final parting words here before we say good night and see y'all in less than two weeks for that first game in person? <laughs> go Republican, go all the fans. I mean, come on. And TBB, let's get some new chants going and a new TIFO. I can't wait. You know, I wore, wore my gear all last week because I, you know, it's like now it's time that, that football, that other football thing's over. It's time to, you know, do do real football and go from here. So I, you know, I've been gearing up for it. Get up nice and early on Saturdays to watch Huddersfield, and then, you know, ready for this this to go. I've already got Kathy's cousins, and now they can't get to a Red Sox game. So they say, "Well, why don't we go to a Republic game?" I said, "I got, I'll get you tickets." So you know, I you know introduce some. You know, some other folks to to the game. That's that's what I'm hoping to do. Well, I know for me, the uh, next uh, couple of months are going to be uh, pretty busy. So as far as the next quote unquote home match uh, for me, it's still up in the air, but I'm already thinking of potential road matches. But, you know, cross my fingers. Hopefully I'll be able to get to those. Might be a little bit towards the end of the season, but I'll figure something out. And once again, go Republic and Garber is the devil. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that last comment is pretty accurate, Jared. <laughs> well, uh, as for me, I'm really excited that season starts soon, right? I mean, we still have almost three weeks for that, but that we're actually able to finally see the team and that last preseason friendly on the second, which again, less than two weeks, crazy how quick time flies, and we'll be able to be there at the stadium, hoping the weather is good. But even if it rains, hopefully it's not a crazy rain because it might be like last year. We played against Monterey in that friendly game and we had the craziest weather ever, right? Rain, sun, windy, all the conditions you can imagine all packed into one game. But the rain actually just happened. I believe it was just at halftime, which is good. So cool. You know, if if it wants to do that again, then okay, just halftime is good. But once the ball's in play, then make sure you're not raining. But yeah, other than that, you know, get your tickets if you haven't yet, if you're not a member and you don't have them for the second. And if you are a member, they have the Meet the Team event happening after that game. Uh, So, you know, more chances for you to become a member or a half season ticket member, which is pretty good deal there. They have zero interest, payment plans, all that. So affordable options for everyone. And you get all these extra perks, just like churn mentioned earlier which are always nice and that nice little extra gift that you get in addition to getting discounted tickets and bring more people out just like john will bring more people out and you actually get discounts on those tickets as well so let's all bring new people to Hart hall park this season introduce new people to the team let's get more fans out there because we all know this is how it works right with any team whatever sport it might be you got to have new fans if you want the team to keep on going. And if you want the team to not be folded, you got to make sure that you introduce new fans to the team and pack the stadium. Uh, let's sell the stadium as much as we can this season. And yeah, uh, let's go back to the 2014 vibes where we had sold out games often. Sell out this stadium because it looks like this is our stadium. It doesn't look like no, no movement on the other noise with the other stadium so this is our stadium this is our home speaking of crickets yeah yeah 
Oh yeah, that's a perfect, perfect situation. But Kevin Nagel, hopefully you give us an update sometime about that. <laughs> we're hoping you could always. So I know last year we were promised an update, and I don't think that quite happened. Well, so not to derail the saying goodbyes, but John probably knows about this. You know, there's a proposal to put a bridge from Natomas into Sacramento downtown to. Uh, and it's more for ped bike, but they may have cars and maybe, maybe not, but it'll allow for easier access from the Natomas to downtown. And a lot of the developers are saying that would make it better for continuing the development of the downtown core, which would then mean that it might be m more enticing for the stadium to get built because then you would assure that there would be housing and the retail and all the other things that go around with that synergy for the developers. And let's face it, Kevin Nagel is also a developer. So, so that aside, I don't have a view on a bridge, but if the bridge is necessary for a stadium, then I'm, I'm pro bridge. All right, John, what do you know about the bridge? I know nothing about that one. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm still fighting the one to West Sac. Oh, okay. Got it. Ah, alrighty. So there, there's, there's that. Well, great, Sharon. There you go. Quick, a uh, little stadium update, or us being a little more hopeful that something might happen. Hopefully, they do. I'm also pro bridge in that case. If, <laughs> if it means finally getting that stadium, my worst you fear would be that they start developing without a stadium, and then we're into another issue, right? Which is like, okay, if you want a stadium now, now we're at right because they might happen. They might not be as patient. Someone else might come in and swoop that area and be like let's build already no stadium yeah. whatever we're going to start building something else so that's what we should be i think worried about if we start seeing construction and it's not a stadium i'm going to be freaking dead by the time all this stuff gets you know this fluffy floof gets all taken care of i'll be dead you know i'm in my 60s i'll be dead you know because I, I plan to live <laughs> to 100 but by the time the stadium crap gets sorted out i'll be 100 i'll be dead well, it takes. It could take him less than a year to build a stadium. Uh, yeah, all they need is just the yeah. And I, I, I forgot who it was, but there was someone I think in our group chat that was like, <laughs> "If we all just contribute something, we can make it happen already without anyone else, right?" If all the fans contributed a certain amount, Dude, we could probably all get it built. They were gonna have us pay. Their initial proposal was it was gonna be you had to uh, buy into the. It was like a considered, oh gosh, what's the term I'm looking for, John? Like a lease agreement. And it was be like 10 grand, you know, for your seat. But then your tickets were on top of uh, that. PSL? Yeah. And, and so, you know, so the, and depending on where you wanted your seats, it was, you know, sliding scale. If like my sister and I want couches and we always joke about the couches, everybody knows about the couches and me and my sister, right? Okay. Yeah. And so, the amount of money we'd have to fork over. That was the original when Ben Gumpert was still around. I don't know. Anyhow, so it would have covered those costs. So it would have been like that, but it would have been like a lease agreement. And then when you decided you didn't want your tickets anymore, you could sell your little chunk of chain, you know, whatever that thing is and get your money back, you know, sell it to the next person. Anyhow, well, go Republic. Yes. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to our episode tonight. We'll see y'all in less than two weeks for our upcoming match against Monterey Bay, last preseason match of the season. Have a good night or morning, whenever you might be listening to this, and you'll hear us 
in a few weeks here on Stay Other Podcast. Cue the music. God, the crickets are so loud in, in Elk Grove. <laughs> you guys, I mean, come on. You're not shy. You're not like wallflowers. Speak up. Oh, I was waiting for John to, to. Yeah, I was, I was waiting for John to uh, provide us some parting words. Yeah, I, I didn't want to step on anybody. Recording has stopped. <laughs>